When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. there. Welcome back to the Autism Helper podcast. We took a little break and have been planning some great new episodes for you. We're going to be doing something a little bit different for the next few episodes. We are going to do a series on virtual instruction. I want to share some actionable tips that you can take to your virtual classroom or your virtual therapy sessions right away. We're going to focus on some specific strategies, not just general best practices, but kind of really go deep into some things that can really make an impact into your day and the day of your students. Because this is hard and none of us were prepared for this. None of our undergrad programs or our master's programs had classes on virtual instruction. We don't have our experience to lean on. If you are a veteran teacher who really knows how to rock that in-person classroom, the ins and outs of virtual and virtual teaching might not come naturally to you because you haven't done it before. So if you're feeling the weight of that, if you're feeling like, dang, this is really hard, just know that you are not alone. This is a struggle for a lot of people because it's new and it's different. 
So we're going to start this series out today with Katie McKenna. Katie is an occupational therapist that's part of the Autism Helper blogging team, and she has been sharing some amazing blogs over the last few weeks, all about different strategies that can help your learners that have sensory needs. And honestly, whenever I read Katie's blog posts or when I was listening to her talk in this episode today, I always think, oh my gosh, I need these strategies too, because it's hard for me to sit on a computer for a long time. We all have different sensory needs, and I think that's so important to remember. Today, Katie will be sharing five sensory-friendly tips for distance learning. I love that these suggestions are easy to recreate, they don't require new materials, and they're things that you as a teacher or you as a parent can utilize right away. So let's jump in. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me today. So today, Katie is sharing from her OT, Occupational Therapist Perspective, five sensory-friendly tips for distance learning. And Katie shared a little sneak peek of these with me, and I know these are for students, but I actually think they'd be helpful for teachers as well. Yes, definitely. You know, I've I've written a lot and talked a lot about sensory topics. And I think one of the things I like to highlight is that we all process sensory information. This is something everybody does. Um, that's how we take in the world. And you know what? Six months ago, most of us had never heard of Zoom or used Google Meets all day long. And it's definitely brought um, some different experiences and maybe some different <laughs> challenges. So, um, you know, this is definitely something that we're all kind of dealing with on a daily basis. And I like to think about, you know, myself or challenge my coworkers to think about themselves and their experience. You know, what do they like? What don't they like? And how do you feel after a long day of being on distance learning? Um, and then kind of have that framework where we start to think about our students you know, especially our students on the autism spectrum or who have some identified sensory needs um, and, you know, the different things that may be um, going on for them while they're doing their distance learning activities as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what is tip number one? All right. So I would say the first tip would be um, taking frequent breaks. Now I know this is something, you know, taking breaks is something we do a lot when we're in the class, whether it's a gross motor break or a sensory break, things like that. Um, but I think on distance learning, we need them even more than usual. Um, and not only those gross motor breaks, you know, moving around, go noodle, dance party, those kinds of things, but also truly like a screen break, like just shut it off for, for a little bit in the middle, um, maybe of your, your lesson or, um, you know, for chunks of time throughout the day, completely muting the microphone, turning off that camera and like walking away from that screen a little bit. And I feel like over the past few weeks, I've really seen needing to kind of increase that um, frequency for, for students and families and just chunk our lessons into sort of smaller, smaller bits um, that are a little bit more manageable and then really, truly taking that time um, away. So um, again, you may find yourself needing these more than when you were in the classroom, but I think that's totally okay and can be super helpful for everybody. Yes, that's a great suggestion. And something so simple, you know, just turning off the screen and walking away, doing something somewhere else in the house, going outside for five minutes, that can really, you know, refresh your brain. Yes, absolutely. I think everybody needs it um, probably more frequently throughout the day than we realize. So. Yeah. All right. So what's number two? 
you know, the other thing I like to think about is the learning environment that a lot of um, families have maybe set up at home for their students. And just like we would think about in the classroom, you know, think about the child's desk, think about their learning area. We want to think about, you know, the, the learning environment at home in the same way. So one of the things that you can consider is maybe embedding some sensory tools within that learning environment um, for your child or student at home. So this may include things like, you know, having a bin of fidget tools kind of readily available um, or alternative seating, you know, bouncy ball or a move and sit cushion or something along those lines. Um, even, you know, wrapping a band around the chair and being able to kind of get some some foot fidgeting in there. So there are a lot of different ways to kind of incorporate some of these simple little sensory um, you know, aspects to your learning environment, even when you're at home. Um, now, some of these things may be, you know, a little bit pricey or maybe not attainable um, to have at home, but there are definitely some creative alternatives, you know, instead of using one of those true like wiggle seats, even just maybe sitting on a pillow um, can give a little bit of, of movement. Um, the dollar section of Target often has, you know, really cute, simple, easy little fidgets that could be just tossed in a bin you may have around your home. So it doesn't have to be, you know, super complicated or super expensive, but just some of those little, little pieces here or there to kind of enhance that learning environment and give students an opportunity to move, give them an opportunity to fidget, you know, appropriately while they're, they're doing their distance learning work. I think that could be really helpful. And that's a great point, you know, that these fidgets and kind of tools can and should be utilized during kind of a work session, as long as it's appropriate and you're not like getting up in the middle of the Zoom call and like doing jumping jacks or bouncing on a trampoline. If you're wiggling in your seat, that's okay. If that's what you need to do to feel centered and focused, you know, that's that's all right. And I think sometimes, you know, me as a parent, even with my own kids, that's like hard for me to let go of. Like I'm always like, sit straight, sit straight. And I'm like, does it really matter if she's not sitting straight? Like if yes. she's attending? Yes. It's, it's definitely that's, but that's, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it's um, there's definitely sort of a framework to think about different, you know, fidgeting or movement that might be, um, you know, appropriate or not during a lesson. But I do think, you know, like you said, if it's, a little bit of movement here or there, using a fidget appropriately and maybe not spinning it around, <laughs> you know, kind of those, that little bouncing, um, being able to stand even, um, but still attending and participating in what the teacher or the is asking you to do or what the lesson is. I think it's totally okay. Um, but it can be sort of a little bit of an adjustment. Um, but I think more now than ever, some of those little tools can be really helpful to help um, our students you know, focus even in these, this sort of really different and weird time um, <laughs> of distance learning. <laughs> yes, true. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so what is um, tip number three? Okay, so um, if you've ever met or talked to an OT for more than a few minutes, you've probably heard us talk about something called heavy work. Um, And so this is something that we tend to recommend all the time. Um, I think in one of my, <laughs> my recent blog posts, I pro- I think I said something along the lines of like, when in doubt, use heavy work. So <laughs> let me talk to, let me kind of talk a little bit more what I, what that means. Um, heavy work refers to like activities or exercises that target one of our specific sensory systems. So it's the proprioceptive sensory system. And that system refers to these receptors in our muscles and joints. And when those are activated, it can have a calming effect um, on our body. So activities or exercises that would activate those receptors include things like pushing or pulling or lifting. So for example, um, you may have heard an OT, you know, if you're working in a classroom or something like that, recommend maybe a school job where a student sort of pushes a cart and is able to deliver things to different um, classrooms. You may have had an OT recommend using like a TheraBand, stretchy band to to get a little bit of of movement and input into the joints. So that's kind of what we're referencing. And I think this tip can be appropriate whether you're in-person or distance learning, but especially when you're at home, engaging in some of these, you know, heavy work, kind of high impact tasks, activities right before You're asking a child to engage in, you know, what may be a difficult academic task or kind of a longer synchronous, you know, session can be really helpful. So some examples that might be easy, you know, to do at home could even be just a wall push up, something as simple as, you know, doing a push up, not necessarily on the floor, but on the wall. You could also do a floor push up too, but I think I could maybe do one before I'm about done. <laughs> um, or even a chair push up. Um, you know, if you have arms on the chair that the student is sitting in, they can recreate that um, exercise sitting. Um, and even a lot of yoga poses, if you think about like downward facing dog or something along those lines, that's that's also giving input to your muscles and joints that can activate that sensory system. Um, I love that. Helping around the house too is another thing. Like if you're at home and you've got groceries or a heavy laundry basket, um, that's a great way to work on some life skills, but then also get some heavy work. So um, just a couple thoughts, you know, along those lines of, of engaging in some of those activities before sitting down for instruction can really be, um, you know, impactful for our students. That's a great suggestion and something people might not be doing that might, you know, definitely, like you said, be worth a try, like when in doubt, try this. So, and- <laughs> right, exactly. If you're not sure where to go <laughs> um, with any sort of sensory activities or sensory diet in general, heavy work, um, anything targeting that sensory system is generally going to have a calming 
um, effects. So that can be really helpful um, as you're managing um, the different activities you're doing at home. And you'll get your groceries brought in in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Laundry done and groceries yeah. unloaded. It's all part all part of the deal. <laughs> all right. So what's tip number four? Um, so for this tip, I was really thinking about the visual um, components of being on a Zoom or a Google Meet. Um, it's so overwhelming sometimes visually to see all the different faces and all the different um, screen, you know, little squares on our screens. So one tip that has worked for some of my students who have maybe gotten overwhelmed by all of that, you know, visual input is pinning the speaker. And you're able to do this on Zoom and Google Meets. So then the student is really just looking at the screen of the presenter, or of the teacher, um, and not necessarily all the other screens of the other students or adults who may be, you know, on the call. So that can kind of help a child focus in visually on what they are supposed to be attending to and sort of filter out all that other maybe less important um, information that can be coming from the different squares on the screen. Yes. And your tip number five ties right into this too. Yeah. So again, I was thinking about the auditory or the noise impact of being on a computer all day and doing your learning that way. And, you know, in a classroom, we sometimes, you know, classrooms are loud places, classrooms are busy places too, but it's just different when it's through the computer on this platform. So a couple different tips to kind of considering or managing maybe auditory sensitivities or auditory needs on distance learning could be to use headphones. Um, I know some students may have a hard time wearing headphones, but they can help reduce background noise and, you know, that may be coming from your environment at home um, and help that student really filter that out to focus on what the teacher or, you know, the, the teacher para related service provider or whatever is, is teaching. And then also just, adjusting the volume settings. It seems so simple, but sometimes, you know, I've gone to share a video with some of my students and they're like, ah, it's so loud. <laughs> it may not feel loud on my end, but on the other end, for whatever reason, it's kind of like when you watch a TV show and like the show is not very loud, but then the commercial is <laughs> so loud, you know, so just kind of monitoring that throughout the day. And finally, um, especially if you're on calls with multiple students who may be in different environments, um, when you're really delivering that content, making sure other students are muted. I think sometimes, I know I've definitely at the background of my son's Zoom calls unintentionally <laughs> um, and definitely deserved a mute um, so that the students can, can really focus. And I think, again, there's so much going on uh, for everybody and everyone's doing their best to manage. But from a from a, you know, focus and kind of auditory perspective, I think using that mute button can be really appropriate to help help our students um, focus as much as they can. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that these tips are so easy to utilize. You don't need to buy anything new or laminate anything. And they're helpful for both, you know, teachers and clinicians, but also parents at home that are trying to help their students be as successful as possible while on the computer. Yes, I, I hope so. Um, I think, again, like distance learning, again, has brought on some new experiences, um, but <laughs> there's definitely been um, some really good things that have come out of it as well. And I think if we keep some of these things in mind for our students learning at home, um, it can really help support their ability to participate. Great. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks, Sasha. 
Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.